All right, we're on. Good morning. Good morning, and welcome to the Ask Yourself Why Not podcast. I am Shay here. I am Jayla, and we are back. Yeah, it's been a little while. It's been a break, uh, much needed. Um, well, Shay, <laughs> <laughs> dive right in, girl. Much needed little break. For those of you that um, follow us on social media, you probably saw my, my dad passed away on May 7th. So I've been a little consumed um, with with dealing with that. It takes a lot of energy to go through a loss, especially of a parent. Yeah, it does. I I would feel that. So our podcast today is kind of around that. It's not going to be a heavy podcast. We don't want to make it sad and heavy, but just wearing awareness. Yeah, wearing awareness Jeez. that we have from both of us have lost a parent. So we'll just give some insight on that. Yeah. Um, you want to take us through the quote of the day? Quote of the day. Grief is love not wanting to let go by Earl A. Grauman. Isn't that the truth? It is. I don't think we actually ever do let go of loved ones. You know, you, no. they're always there. Yeah. Um, Little things remind you. What, what reminds you of your mom? I know you had said sunflowers right yeah sunflowers you know more more so often now and i think this at least once a week more so often now um my voice i sound a lot like my mom Mm -hmm. you know the things i say i sound like my mom the things i do it's like i see more of my my mom and myself now that she's gone you know she's in heaven um, but before that, I never recognized it as much. But it's like I feel my mom with me because I am my mom. Yeah, you're you know? part of her. Yeah. Even with my dad, like I'll catch myself when you say that making a face. And I'll be like, oh, that was like a facial expression mm-hmm. that I recognized from him. Um, so, yeah, we can get into that a little bit more. But the mantra of the day, and I felt this was really good, too, uh, for someone going through grief, is I am uplifted by communion with others. Um, and yeah. it really is, you you know, the people that show up for you, that help you through it, whether it just be a little note that says, I'm thinking of you, a text or a phone call. Or, or a box of wine. Box of wine. <laughs> Someone sent me a box of wine. It was actually my former team that I was on. Some of my coworkers just, you know, people really go above and beyond. Another thing that someone sent and they're not a sponsor of the podcast, but if they'd like to be, we're open to it. <laughs> it was called um, A Box Full of Comfort. And it was a jar of chicken noodle soup and like grandma's rolls and these cookies. And they all had little quotes on there too. And it came Aww. with this like ladle for a spoon. So it was really sweet too. I was That's like, cute. I can't remember that for the next time I know someone is grieving. Um, but yeah, just we thought both Jayla and I have gone through that unique experience of losing a parent. And I know. Mm-hmm. So how long? Has it been for, since your mom? Um, it'll be two years in yeah. September. My mom actually passed on my brother's birthday. Um, she lost her battle with breast cancer. It was her third round. She beat it the, the first two rounds. But it was hard because I had to, you know, it wasn't sudden. And I think it's completely different mm-hmm. for sudden to, like, you just watch them struggle and it just it just gives you a whole new meaning to so many things in life and your mom had cancer from the time you were a little girl yeah i was four so you really never she had it the first time yeah um but yeah it's hard and uh, i was telling shay that 
you know, you always think you wish you would have done things different or mm-hmm. you wish you would have done more. Like I told Shay that like, cause I got pregnant um, with my third, when my mom was going through her third or bout with cancer, the one that she ultimately, you know, lost her life to. And I think all the time that I was selfish that I wanted to have another baby and then I got pregnant because I could have like done so much more and, and for my mom if I wasn't you know pregnant and miserable all the time yeah. but it's just I told her that I try to recognize those feelings of just unconditional love that you just always think of things that you could have done more instead of thinking of the things that you did do and thinking of the love that you had between that person and how strong it was you know? yeah I think that's the human condition is we're we're conditioned to want more, mm-hmm. to do more, to all those things. Because that was my first thought, too. My dad died suddenly. Uh, he wasn't the healthiest individual. We'll mm-hmm. just say that for those of you who knew him. He was a smoker. He had a lot of comorbidities, as they say. But when he called me, um, he told me he thought he had COVID. And he was having a hard time breathing. And I went to pick him up. And he was, like, cold to the mm-hmm. touch. Yeah. And, when I, and he could not breathe. But... That tough son of a gun walked his butt to my car, talked to me. Like, as I'm driving from his house to the hospital, he's like, what kind of car is this? I said, a Toyota. He's like, boy, it has a nice ride. Toyotas have nice rides. Hondas have good engines. Those kinds of things. And we get to the hospitals, and his vitals were awful. Like, his heartbeat was only 37. Um, So there was really nothing more that they could do because he had had a bad heart attack, and uh, three chambers of his heart stopped working. So, you know, it was nearing the end. And I told Jayla, I have an idea. I came up with my friend, San, that you should be able to buy three Xanax over the counter one time per year. No Mm -hmm. questions asked. Yeah. (laughs) Because if there's ever a time you need to, like, alter your mind, take that edge off, that is one of them. I I definitely had a panic attack on Wednesday in the hospital when they put him on a vent. Yes. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a good idea? Yeah, just be why like, not? I just need my Santa. No questions asked. Just one time per year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we were looking for some techniques on dealing with grief because we all go through it. And it can yeah. even be like... It's inevitable for yeah. everybody. Yeah, and it can even be... Grief can even be like breaking up with someone, you know? Yeah, or getting broke up with. Yeah, or quitting a job. You know, those are all things that you grief the, grieve the former life that you had. Um, so some things on how to grieve mindfully. One thing that I have learned, my friend Angela said to me, she sent me a text is it's not grief is not linear. It's not like you do it and then you're done. You know, so it, we would like it to be that way, but there are days where you're going to be completely fine and then something will trigger you. And I'm sure you, you can speak to that even more so. Mine is the little things. I remember... Just in the beginning, I used to, you just don't realize things that you do. I used to text my mom all day, like stupid shit. Mm -hmm. I just said shit. Like stupid things. Like, um, the kids poop. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, um, just, I used to text her stupid stuff all day. You know what I mean? And those are the things I miss the most. It's just the the little things. Yeah. For my dad, it'll be like Ohio State football games. Mm -hmm. That's all we ever wanted to talk about. So. Yeah, we, you'll miss those kinds of things. And I'm sure it'll be like a sadder process when you come across that kind of thing. But it's not a one-size-fits-all fi- approach. 
it's definitely uniquely individual. It often feels, you know, difficult Mm -hmm. to capture the process of your grief into words. So some things we can do to help ourselves grieve mindfully so that it doesn't like consume us. The first one would be to accept your feelings, right? Yeah. To know that you allow yourself to feel. Don't judge yourself. Yeah. Allow yourself to feel what you feel at any given moment without, like you said, the judgment. And that's the first thing I wanted to do was judge my, I should have done more. I could have done this. Should have recognize this but the reality is you did the best you could with what you had at that time Mm -hmm. with the information that was given to you you know yeah and you just got to leave it at that accept that and also like with the accepting of the feelings don't let them consume your whole life so that you're not there for your family or yourself anymore and then um express your feelings um you want to accept them, but you also need to express them. Journaling, talking with your about the experience, scrapbooking, dancing, just anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Shay mentioned on our walk today that there was a podcast she listened to where if you do like journal or something, you don't have to set your bar high. Like you can just put every day I will write one sentence or every day I will write up to five sentences. And that just sets, you know, your, your expectations aren't through the roof and it's just enough to get you through maybe just to get a couple words out. That way you're more successful. If you sit down and you try to journal for 15 minutes, it, you're probably not going to be that consistent with it. But if you know, all you got to write is a sentence, max five sentences, mm-hmm. you're probably going to be more consistent with that. And how nice would it be to look back? over that year that you lost a loved one and you go, I was able, these were, this is what I was feeling at that time. This is what happened. I can't remember what happened yesterday. So it is nice to document things, you know, true. even a feeling or, you know, a moment. Oh, you know, it's just when you go through something big, like losing someone, it's like the world does not stop. No. You know, so you really, I think it's, I think that would help just, you know, to recognize and aware, be aware of your feelings. And, but still you have to, you know, you still have to take care of your children. You do. You still have to eat. You still have to take care of yourself. Like you still, you know, work. I'm sure there's work things you still have to do. Like it is so strange. Like you'll lose a loved one. And then the very next moment, life is continuing on for everybody else. Exactly as it was before you know, your loved one's gone, but it is very difficult to concentrate on anything else. Like I definitely feel with work, you get distracted with your, with your children. You're, you may be a little shorter with them. I recognized that on Saturday and asked my mother-in-law if she would take the kids for the night. And Alex and I went out to dinner because I was just being shorter with the kids than I wanted to be like, not as kind to them. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm maxed out, you know, I'm mentally, physically, emotionally maxed out and you just you don't want to you need to recognize that in yourself too and reach out to other people so that's brings us to our third point of reaching out so you yourself can reach out to have others help support you and it's also nice when you're going through these things to have other people reach out to you whether it's just a little text with with a heart emoji or if you're Mm -hmm. a phone call person calling to check on somebody um in the hospital when I was having that panic attack I called my friend Sam and she helped me like I know she just had a calming presence she helped me just kind of 
you know, be calmer and catch my breath again and realize that it was a temporary situation. Um, and then also one cool thing was at my dad's service, I got to meet his elementary and high school friends. Mm. And that was neat because I had never met them before. And they were telling me about him, you know, as a child and growing up through their youth and how fun and funny he was and all these different stories about them going through their elementary school through high school. So I think those things are comforting too, because it helps the relationship with your parents sometimes is, yeah, they, they do things for you. You know, you know them from that perspective, like the Mm -hmm. provider, how you lived with them, but outside what they did for you. Yeah. Yeah. But outside of that, it's nice to get to know them. Yeah. Have you been able to do that with your mom? Um, Yeah. A couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of them came in. Get some good stories. Yeah. But you got to continue to take care of yourself and others. Living life while grieving often feels like just scaling a mountain. Um, Side note, when I was going through, you know, the deep end of losing my mom and while I was losing my mom, I had Briggs was like four months old. Mm -hmm. Wait, younger than that. Yeah, like four months old. I was nursing him. Like, I had him with me all the time. Actually, when my mom, at the end, I was kind of in Marietta because she didn't want to do hospice in a hospital, like, actually, facility. She wanted it at home. So, I was sleeping in a hotel with um, my four-month-old. Yeah. And taking care of yourself was a big thing, and I had to make sure I ate and everything and it's hard to do things like that when you're just consumed with you know other things so I didn't want to eat either and thank god people do tend to send food during Mm -hmm. those times it it helps with your family but it does take so much energy yeah when you're grieving yeah so I was wrecked this weekend like just exhausted and I slept in which I needed to do, but I still, like, even when you woke up, you just felt like you could have slept another half of the day. But I don't think we realize exactly how much energy that takes from you to to support a loved one to and then, like, to go through it post that week where you're trying to just pick your pieces back up and have a service. It's, it's very difficult. Um, it's a lot, planning stuff like that, too. Yeah, so it's... It's good to give yourself a little bit of a pause, not judge yourself, but then not get a completely away from your mindfulness mm-hmm. and exercise practice. Even a, a walk, right? Yeah. As Allison says, um, is important to do. I feel better after walking this morning. I do too. Yeah, just kind of getting that back up. And then celebrating your loved one's life is important um, to keep their, their lives alive. I know a lot of people buy like benches up at Ogilvy, mm-hmm. which is nice. You can go, kind of go visit with your loved one. Something that would reflect and honor, you mm-hmm. know, their relationship. My brother. Yeah. When I lost my mom, I had I had three young kids. I mean, I still have three young kids, but they were little and they loved their nana. Like that was yeah. their favorite person in the world. And like I was on the fence back and forth if I wanted to bring them to the funeral or not. And I just, but I wanted them to have that closure. So I had a celebration of life for my mom while I rented this really pretty um, 
well, just building, whatever, real, real event center, real pretty event center. And I had food catered, actually Quaker State quick catered it for free. I have some really close, good friends there. Um, but yeah, and I just, I had a bit, I made a screen show yeah. of pictures of my mom on the big screen that just kept flip through. And, um, I had sunflowers everywhere Aww. and just family came and her friends and we just just all talked and had lunch and my kids were there and there was just pictures of Nana everywhere and that just that made it that made me feel better but I also wanted my kids to try to remember something of Nana going to heaven yeah and I just I couldn't I don't know I still don't know if I would have took them there to and the realizing funeral. it was the last um it, it was like just a nice Celebration, the you know, like a, 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 it wasn't the last time that they were gonna feel her presence, that yeah. she was still gonna be around. I told my dad to turn into an eagle. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. So I said, whenever, whenever that happens. But yeah, celebrating lives like when my brother, my dad was cremated. I did take the kids to the funeral home, um, but he was cremated, so there wasn't a body there. Yeah. I think, I think had there been like. His body with the showing, I don't know. That would have been probably too much um, for them at their age. But anyways, my brother's going to come back, and my dad was a big fisherman, and we're going to go spread his ashes at one of the local lakes around where he wanted him to be about, you know, but doing something to, like, honor that or every time you go fishing or a couple friends got me a gift card for Nikki's Garden Center locally Mm -hmm. to plant, like, a bush or a tree in their honor. Yeah. And when it blooms or when you see that, you can reflect on your relationship with them. There's little things you can do to keep the memory alive for sure. But for the most part, be kind to yourself. Don't judge yourself. And then journal your memories. And just know that you're going to have moments where you break down and Mm -hmm. then just, it's okay. I still do. Oh. I think I will forever. Yeah. I'll be fine. And then someone will say to me, how are you? And I'll be like, I know. Because it's complicated. People mean well, but it was hard even going anywhere after losing your mom or, you know, losing anybody because people just say, how are you? Like, you know, and they mean well, Mm -hmm. but it's almost like awkward for the other person because they don't know what to do. Right. You know. And speaking of that, there is a podcast locally by Sherry McCutcheon. And when I was at the funeral home, I saw her there. And I went up to her and said, hey, I see you on LinkedIn. You have a podcast. So do my friend Jayla and I locally. I know yours is about grieving. I just lost my dad. And she actually just lost her dad too. But I think her podcast is called Graduating Grief or something like that. Hmm. Um, but she has different goes through different techniques because she had lost a child about 20 years ago, which I cannot even imagine Mm-mm. going through. Um, but a lot of her, and she, I think she wrote a book too, and it's about what to do when you're really close to somebody that went through a major loss. So Mm -hmm. if they lost a child or something like that, but yeah, so hopefully those little tips would help you and give you, give you guys some good insight to how to grieve mindfully. Yeah. Just be kind to yourself and And just do what you can to get through it. Like, yeah. Walking just anything you can. Don't judge your family members either. I think everybody just needs high tension. Yeah, everybody just needs to have empathy for everyone involved. Because yeah. funerals can bring out the worst in people. Yes. It can, like just like weddings or any other big events. But, yeah, give yourself empathy. Give others empathy. 
So the why not of the day, I thought this would be a good little segment for us to start. And I've got one. Um, but it's why not let others help you? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, we're strong. We can do things on our own. But sometimes it's good to like delegate and lean on others more if they're willing to help. Whether that's with getting the kids to activities, having a neighbor pick your kid up from school so mm-hmm. it can free you up for an hour to finish a work task. Um, and that way you'll be more present with your kids when you're around them, whatever that may be. But we all have networks that we probably could lean on a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Do you have any why nots of the day? What do you think? No, I don't think so. Good. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just thinking of my goals of the week. That's more things than me. I think my goal for this week is um, why not make why not make a goal for the week every week? There, there we go. go. Why not? Yeah. My goal this week is to um, foam roll. I've been having a little bit of sciatic pain going on, which sucks, and um, not eating a buffet before bed. So yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, my goal this week is just to. Be kind to myself and recognize when I need a break and that I'm still... I think we all need to do that. Yeah, and that I'm still kind of coming off of a major life change and uh, it's okay if you're not, you know, right back on everything. Yeah. But I like that. And then I want to learn a little bit more about podcasting and promoting. That's another goal. I think I'm going to write my goals out. It's yeah. been a while since I did that. Yeah. Just to look at them. It's a good idea. Maybe I'll print some pictures off and hang them up, too. There. There you go. Now I'm getting way off tropic here. (laughs) That's a goal, though. You've been wanting to create a vision board. Yeah. But, okay, it is 7.10 on a Monday. My kids are probably all getting out of bed, wondering where breakfast is, if mommy's packed their lunches, you know, all that good stuff. Yep, I think our next podcast we're going to talk to Nikki. Oh, yeah, Kiger, yeah, yeah. Um, about different types of meditation, and uh, she's an expert in many things. So we're looking forward to that. But hopefully this wasn't such a downer of an episode and can help you all grieve mindfully when you go through it or have a friend that's going through it. This is the Ask Yourself Why, Why Not, Not podcast. podcast. Follow us and make sure you like and subscribe. Oh, and Shay started us a um, oh, website. Gosh, we always forget. Yes. Ask yourself why not podcast.wordpress.com. Too cheap to pay for a domain just yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, they're actually really, really inexpensive. Yeah, so we'll get there someday. Um, but, anyways, yeah, check it out and let us know what you think. We'll catch you later. Bye bye. <laughs>